Hey everyone, you're now part of the B2B Power Hour and I'm your host, Nicholas Dickett. I'm Morgan Smith. We help sales professionals power up their sales skills from first touch to revenue, one hour at a time. Join us for weekly live shows and interviews with industry experts breaking down what works and what doesn't in the remote sales era. Now, on to today's episode. Today, we are reviewing 15 LinkedIn profiles live for all of you and (laughs) live. And we are going to go through, we are going to spend a little bit of time on every profile. We are going to be moving pretty quickly uh, because we have 15 to get through. And if this is your first rodeo, your first LinkedIn profile review extravaganza, you got to know what we are looking for and what makes a good profile. So Nick, what are the key ingredients of a good profile that we are going to be looking for today? This was one of the weirdest things we ever did. Because in your mind, you think there's one great profile. There's one way like you hear people talk about, well, it's like your landing page or, you know, you really have to sell your personality and you have to do all these different things. And then you actually start looking at profiles and it changes everything. And so that's why we do these shows is because we've reviewed hundreds, if not thousands, and you just start to notice patterns. Mm -hmm. And so today we want to go through quickly, but we want to show you some of the patterns of what really good looks like, even just if it's like an about section or a tagline. And maybe some things that you want to go and stay away from. And the one thing, the one, the one to rule them all is the three second test. Mm. And it's actually really interesting talking to recruiters, talking to VPs, talking to curement, every level, the three second rule stands, not even just in sales. And so what, what is the three second rule, Morgan? The three second rule or the three second test is when I click to your profile, do I have a reason to scroll? And I'm going to make that snap judgment in the first three seconds of looking at your cover photo, your profile picture, and your headline. And if I don't have a reason to scroll, I'm going to click. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, whatever. You know, this isn't for me. But if I do scroll, then that's when the rest of the profile comes into play. So you'll see us, I think, a lot today focusing on the three second test up top and then looking at pointers below. But it's so crucial. When you send a connect request, when you comment on something, when you send a DM or you attend an event and somebody clicks your profile, the first three seconds they're evaluating, is this for me? Do Should I scroll? Should I learn more about this person? The hardest part, and anybody that's been in sales for a while when they've been given a cold call script knows that sometimes it doesn't feel like us. And so some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, you got to go and remember that you have to own it too. You have to add, insert your personality and your voice. And we're going to give you some tips on how to do that. And we're going to show you some different ways that it's done very well. So get your notepad ready. <laughs> I think it's time. What do you think, Morgan? I think it's time too. We're just going to go through all these profiles. And uh, Evan Patterson, nice to see you here today. Thank you for the compliments on the jacket. It's uh <laughs> It's nice and uh, chilly out. (laughs) This isn't actually like, I don't know, a suit jacket. It's also not blue hair. Believe it or not, (laughs) I need, (laughs) this has come up so often. I have a little window up here that projects in blue light and, uh, and it makes me look like I have blue highlights. I don't, I don't, I don't have blue. In the previous episode, does it show your light turning off too? That was comic. (laughs) You guys, you have to see it in some of our meetings. We'd be sitting there and he'd be like, all of a sudden, I go black, and we're like, "What the hell is going on?" Morgan's sitting there waving his arm because it's motion center. <laughs> okay, anyways, we need to get into these LinkedIn profile reviews. Game so time. First, up, three, 
two, one. Is Joey Alvandi. Hi, Joey. Make sure if anybody knows Joey, I didn't see him in the comments yet. Go tag him so that he knows that he's up. That he's up. It's so funny. There's always a moment of silence as we like look at the profile. Just so you know, we're just sort of evaluating it. I so I'm not in love with the headline. But why? The reason is like product tour. I'm not sure what I mean. I'm sure there's some category marketer who knows what product tour marketing is, but I have no idea what product tour marketing is. And I feel fairly knowledgeable about the industry. So I presume it's to do with the company, Turiel, create more than just a product video. But I I don't really get a sense about what it does, how it helps or what problems it solves. So what what we're talking about is like the change management of why change, why now, why you? Mm -hmm. And maybe this defaults a little bit more to the why you, but we need a little bit more of the other side or even like why you as a person. So I will say the color is nice. It'll stand out when you're scrolling through. That's really well done. The font is big enough and it's bold. So that if anybody's trying to copy this and they have really, really crispy copy, that's a good framework to work from is something when you have that size. I will say that the his headshot's great. I would play with the color in the background so it pops more in the comments so you stand out. And I, I found that doesn't matter if you go dark mode or light mode on LinkedIn, adding a bright color just works better. One of the biggest Mm -hmm. sins of LinkedIn taglines is just putting your role and thinking it means something. (laughs) And the biggest problem is most people don't want to talk to sellers because they assume they're just going to hit them with a solution or they're going to get pitch slapped. So it actually you're working against yourself. So you have to go and think of a tagline that really sells the change or really sells who you are as a person. So that could be that personality piece or it could be the change, the problem that you solve. But I'm thinking just a guess that if we scroll down, it'll be in there. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's always usually hidden. All right, so we may come back to the headline, I'll think, as we like scroll through. Featured section is cool. I know you create a lot of content, and it's nice to see some tag stuff here. But if I was a prospect and I scrolled, I may want to know more about Turiel. And this is like a great opportunity to insert a calendar booking link or a a landing page for the company uh, because it gives an option, right? We're trying to help the buyer buy off of social. So we need to give them an option to learn more than just from our content or from our about section. So as we're going through this, guys, if you can see anything that you see is something that's really well done or something you would change, throw in the comments. Let's help each other crowdsource this. All right. About section. So first look is that this is a Joey, I would call this a very like company focused profile. And the important thing to remember is that this is your profile. And you have such a lovely headshot. I know you're in the comments all the time. I see you engaging. You have such a great personality. And uh, I'm not getting a lot of that out of this about section. I want to know more. I mean, if we look at your experience down here, you've been in sales for a while. You're at LA Fitness for some time, right? I want to know more about maybe why you're at this company, what you're passionate about. What do you think about? Like, tell me a little more of your story and then interweave in some of the stuff about your company. This is a fun opportunity to go and show why you. Yeah. And the why you comes into people are going to ask, like, are you credible? Can you actually do what you say you can do? Do you have proof? And so this is that moment where you go and dive through and you're like, why me? Why am I uniquely qualified to do what I do? Why did I pick the company that I work for? And then you can even use the experience section below to go and add even more detail to who you specifically help. But if you walk people through how they mentally actually go through change management, 
not only do people love stories, but they're going to feel like they're connected to you, even though they've never met you. Basically, what Nick is saying is I would blend these two. I'd simplify it. I'm going to be honest with you. This is good marketing speak, but it doesn't mean anything. So what I would do is I would simplify this piece, shift it down here into your experience as like a description of the company or, or what you do, and then use your about section to tell more about your story and why you're credible and helping people understand more about you, as Nick was saying. So then there's both there, right? You, you don't have to, it doesn't have to only be about you, but it's a, it, this is a good starting point. So let's see how this pulls. So Beth asked a great question. How long should this section be? I would say it, the minimum is 100 words. Yeah. A little longer than like a short email. I wouldn't write necessarily a full essay. But the question is, is what do you want people to know by the time they read it? And how many words do you need to do that? So I would actually focus on that. And if you look at my profile, mine's too long right now, just so everyone knows. I'm working on it. And I'm, <laughs> I, you know, we're experimenting on this anyways. So yeah, but Nick's guidance is good. Let's jump to the next one. Then that way we can go and highlight some of the other great things. Awesome. Thank I'll you, Joey. I'll mention again. one thing. Yep. People also viewed. Keep an eye on that, guys, as we go through. Because if basically what LinkedIn is saying, well, people, this is who they're comparing you against. And if they're not people you want to be compared against, that means that you're not showing up in the way that you should. Totally. So it's just a good indicator of what's going on. Ah, All right. Mr. Foreman, let's do it. Mr. Foreman. Love the headshot. I would change the color on the back so it pops a little bit more in comments. The backdrop is fun, but if people only saw this, which is all they'll see too in a preview on uh, who viewed your profile is this. What do you want them to know? I would add a, at least a one-liner, whether it's you know a headline or like a sub-headline. I would add something in that says, why you? And buddy, you have such a bubbly personality and you have such a unique content style knowing you that I would use that to say almost of like, why follow me? Yes. And the other thing I just noticed here is like some of these taglines or some of these hashtags don't mean much. If we just search customer centricity. Okay, there's actually there's more than I expected there. But it's a little <laughs> niche. <laughs> That's funny. Most of the time those those hash those niche hashtags only have a couple hundred people on them. The the main thing that I want is I want I want more of your face here. I want this to be zoomed in so that when it's small like what you see on the people also viewed, we get to see your face. I want more out of your tagline. I understand that this is probably related to your content play and so it makes sense if you're only doing inbound that maybe the I make big things bite-sized is enough, but I, I just want something a little bit more. I just want a little more about what you do and, and, and what you're up to. And it might even be just adding in the, in like the category that you're talking about. I make customer service bite-sized. I make sales bite-sized. I make something bite-sized. Yes. And then that's kind of like your content niche play. Yeah. So when somebody asked previously, how, how long should the about section be? This is a great example. This is a different way to tie in a personal story as well as a company story. Currently, as a sales enablement manager, it's pretty clear by the end of this how Jonathan is thinking about his job, but starts with his personal story here. And uh, this is like a solid about section. Even just the way it's written, the breaks, the short paragraphs, long paragraphs, mm. it breaks it up to make it interesting. Emojis. Yeah. And there's also visual cues. So this is even, whether you're on mobile or desktop, this actually makes it people want to lean in more. And you, you, you see that with LinkedIn content all the time. People that write old school, like a PR agency, and they write this big chunk of text and you're like, yeah, nope, bye. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> something to consider. And then the last thing that we called out previously is actually learning about GSoft is I can just go to here in the experience section. So this is like a nice, I would say the bottom part here, Jonathan, you've really nailed well. But the problem right now, for me at least, is that there's a disconnect between what somebody will learn in the three-second test and then what they will learn down here. And it, not that you need to have the same things at every piece, but there needs to be like breadcrumbs, right? You want to tease them in further. Because if if I just landed on your profile and I saw I make big things bite-sized, this cool cover photo and like a photo, and I see your content, I may just stop at your content and not go any further. And it's like, okay, whatever. Thanks, Jonathan. You know, But if we could add something to your tagline or add something to your cover photo that sort of blends these two, like blend some of the GSoft stuff or how you want to approach some of those things, then that's the nice breadcrumb to the story you're telling further down. One thing I will add about the people also viewed, if a lot of the people also viewed are just in your company, that means that people are mostly just trying to sell to you and it's driven by that. But you can see the variety that Jonathan mm -hmm. has in here. It means that his voice is standing out and being recognized amongst the right people. So he's doing a very good job. Yes, indeed. Well, Jonathan, thank you. This is great. We're on to the next. On to the next. All right. Zoe Ashbridge. Something more marketing focused. Great headshot. I would actually love the blue that you have around your head in the in the backdrop. I think it'd be fun to have that so it you stand out in your headshot. Mm. Just uh, some feedback. Because right now you're getting lost in the background. The other thing is, I think this type is a little too small. As you can see, even if you're watching this live stream, it's sort of like hard to read. Yeah, I can't read it. I would actually, if we zoom in here so everybody can read this, I'd probably actually strike this and just keep the follow for SEO tips and insights and blow that up. Yeah, I would take your name out. You don't need to have your name twice. I would mm. take out your tagline because you're going to have your tagline in there. Mm -hmm. And if you go to Will Aiken's style like that, like, this is why to follow me. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what you're following. If you want to see an example of this done well, that's what I would do. And so I wouldn't double the headshot. I would just say, this is why to follow me and tie that into your tagline, almost like what we were talking about with Jonathan. You know, that's a good point. I was trying to think of like, you know, the create efficient, scalable, data-driven SEO strategy repeated twice I'm not in love with. And actually, I'm sort of not in love with that as a tagline, period. I think it's good marketing language, but the question that we ask a lot is, do customers come to you, pick up the phone or send you an email and say, I really need a scalable SEO strategy? That's the test, right? I need a data-driven SEO strategy. You know what? I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be hidden. I think it's going to be one of those beautiful hidden, uh, d like diamonds in the rough in the about section. Mm. I think it, I bet you it's in there. It's just hidden. I bet you. So this is cool. See, so this is interesting. Moz is a total uh, status provider in SEO. So it's cool that this is linked. Here's a resource that I can learn more about Zoe that's not necessarily on LinkedIn. That's a good example. Great featured section. Very good. Yeah. Good content. All right, here we go. I was going to say one thing you should have shown, Morgan. Oh. Just before Morgan clicked, that preview is all you see until you click more. So one thing you got to keep in mind is you got to earn the click more with just that text. Mm. So that copy has to be crispy or engaging or sell you on wanting to click just something to keep in mind seo first perspective skill strategy actionable 30 minutes okay so i'm reading a little more in detail i would like to see the about me flipped oh have, have this this yeah because i want i want to know why you not mm. why the company or why your process process needs to come after you tell me about how your process came to be to really understand 
that, you know, as we, me and Morgan joke about the gray hair, that earned wisdom that came from the experience that you have. Well, this is where that gray hair came from. <laughs> and so own it, share it. Cause then people really will value that process. Cause they know that you did the work to get there. You know, this is the other thing. The thing that comes to mind is it's not just an SEO first perspective to digital marketing. It's also like a data first perspective to SEO. And that's sort of communicated with data-driven SEO strategy. But I feel like a, a more compelling thing that you could use to summarize is like data first SEO for whatever ICP target you're trying to get after. But I 100% agree that the about me should be on top um, here. You know what? Can you scroll down for one second? Sure. So there's the piece in the, the check marks there about making significant changes to your existing website for a tagline. Oh. Get rid of the nightmares that stop you from changing your website. Mm-hmm. Like something play on the fear. Like why do people not update their website? Why do so many people have a website that's been around for 20 years and they haven't bothered to fix it? And we all know that it's actually working against them. Because I think people that know that are investing in SEO, they understand it. But it's like, what is the change? Why change? What is the status quo? And what what do they realize is more expensive than they thought? And the other thing that I really like here, which we haven't seen yet, is there's this nice case study underneath her, I presume, her uh, company, which is awesome. Like, this is such a good use of links here that you can hear, learn more about this. And I'm almost tempted to like actually add, if you have a couple more, to add them there and then strike some of this internal results stuff in your about section, just to keep your about section a little more condensed. And if people need that credibility factor, they can go to the uh, case studies in your experience section. And the nice thing is, as you know, with SEO and being data driven, you can then see the clicks, so you know where it's coming from, and it gives you more options. So that's so beautiful. There was a question a couple of minutes ago from um, Beth Fields about pros cons of adding the open to work in headshot. I think that if you're open to work or you're searching for work, you should definitely add it. LinkedIn helps boost that a lot. And I think it's a uh, excellent um, tool for inside the platform. Okay. I think we're going to have to keep going. Is there anything else that you would like to add? I will say that you, that mention of the case study, I think is a best practice that we haven't really seen too much of. And I Mm. think that is, and especially with the thumbnail being an image that you're like, oh, what is that? Yeah, I would agree. That is really well done. Yep. All right. Thank you, Zoe, so much. On to Harris Kenny. Can I go and answer this one quick? Sure. Would a difference be recommended between male and female about me? Unfortunately, change management doesn't care if you're male or female. Our brains work essentially the same. So I would actually say no, it it makes absolutely no difference. What will change it is your personality type and how you want to show up in the world. And so knowing your style of selling, knowing your style of content, knowing your style of marketing actually has more sway than necessarily male or female. And then thinking about the change management of like, why change? Why now? Why you? Well, I think will get you a lot further than say male or female. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Morgan? Yeah. I mean, generally along the same lines. Obviously, if there's something in your specific niche industry that there's like power dynamics at play that you need to be aware of, then be aware of them. And you might either need to accommodate those or uh, disrupt them, uh, depending upon how you want to deal with that. Uh, but there's no hard and fast rule in our experience. Okay. Harris. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> so the main thing that stands out is that you have such great real estate here in your cover photo that's not being used. And I really want you to use it. Because when you scroll down, there's custom branded cover photos on your featured links. So it's clear 
Like you've got something going on. But until I actually scroll down from this top section, I'm not going to really see those. And the tagline providing sales as a service is great. It's very straightforward. But once again, I want more. Mm-hmm. I want just a, maybe literally 10 more words about something else or some sort of different perspective or the why change, why now, why you. Yeah. Why would somebody go and pick sales as a service versus just hiring internally? Mm-hmm. Like that's the battling of the status quo. What is, you know, without asking, what are the nightmares that they have? You could hint at that, right? And that's what will get interest. I will say that people also viewed is well done because it's getting into the different dynamics that you must touch on. So that's great. That's good validation. Great featured section. That's really well done. You could even just take that podcast piece and put that up on your banner. Or you could just add a little bit more detail of that why change, why now there. Yes. So the funny thing is, this is a profile, for example even as a compare and contrast to Zoe, where I don't actually have really any idea what you do until I have to scroll all the way down to maybe read your about section. And that's a lot of lost time uh, for a user. And they're going to have uncertainty about why they should view your profile. Basically, currently, it serves a highly specific moment where somebody needs and has already identified they need sales as a service. So when your profile comes across, you meet that need. The problem is that's going to be what? 2 to 3% of your total market? So for the other 97% of people, what do they need to know? And what do they need to be educated on at the top of your profile or in your tagline so that they understand what you do without necessarily having to scroll down to this about section? I think this profile is a little bit falling into the marketing trap. Mm. And so I think that they're the The one thing that said in here that really, I really want more from when you were a rep cold calling to building a $10 million partner program. What the hell did that look like? (laughs) That is a great story. Uh I want to hear more about that because I bet you that leads into why you do what you do and why you started the company, why you started the podcast and what you specifically talk about. There's some gold. Also that uh, the link you have in there, throw it underneath in your experience and then you can track clicks. Yes. Or in your featured, right? So that you get that little extra. Yeah, I see. And this is the other thing. Like, it's very funny. I much prefer this description of your company than the one that you currently have down here. (laughs) Just, I don't know, it's more casual and conversational for the industry. But to Nick's point, like, I want to know this. And like, yeah, it's good to have some, you know, teaser, some mystery. So people DM you, but I I want more out of it. Oh, it could be some his tagline could be something around like battle tested sales as a service. Mm. Ask me how or mm-hmm. scroll down to hear my story. That's a great idea. I love that. You could even have it in a YouTube video and have it up on the top or like a, a LinkedIn video pinned. Like there's so many ways that you could really I would think that story needs to be told in a video. Mm-hmm. Just just something to consider. Love it. All right. Let's keep on moving. I think we actually need to move a little bit quicker. <laughs> This happens every time. If this is your first profile extravaganza at about the 28, 29 minute mark, we go, oh, shoot, we need to go faster. Sam Cheatham. I understand who you help. Mm -hmm. Link to chat with me about cybersecurity. But why would I need to talk about cybersecurity? So I want to just point this out and we can keep scrolling right after. But that people wanting to talk about cybersecurity are problem aware. They're looking for solutions. And now you're actually going up against competition. So they're way down in your pipeline. So... What is the start of the pipeline? The people that aren't really sure what the problem is, once they know, they can't unknow. What is that thing about cybersecurity that, hey, did you know that your legal terms 
if they're not updated on your website, you could be offside mm. and open to a major lawsuit or something there that makes them lean in and go, holy crap, yeah, I need to keep scrolling, not to go book a meeting, but I need to scroll. That's number one. Yeah, I would agree. And then the only other, I want more of your face, less of your body and your profile picture. I would also consider taking this green and making it a background instead of a ring. But definitely, I want more problem-focused language up here. What, what are the most common things that people in your industry come to you asking about? Saying, oh gosh, I don't know how to solve this. And create some content around that. Okay, so once again, this is funny. You have a lot of great... I've seen your content before and it's very funny, especially for cybersecurity people. I still, once again, think about having a featured link here instead of having it here having it as a featured link. And this ties into a question from Beth Fields of should you share your Calendly and about? I would just have, if you want to add a booking link, I would add it as a featured link. Yes. Or you could add it in your profile, but I wouldn't just say click here. I'd, I'd add a prompt of like, click here to book a meeting or explain what the click is for. Yeah, and if you put the click in either that top URL or you put it somewhere where you can track clicks, mm. then it lets you know if the copy's working. Yep. So you got to think too, like if they just, if you just put in your about section, they have to go and copy and paste. So you're adding an extra step for them and it doesn't really add any value to the process. So this is a little vague and I want more out of it. I want to know what, what this is about and why. It's great that you have a passion for helping others, but I like, okay, this is something that a lot of people say. So for you, why you? And and what should somebody focus on? Uh, Nick, go ahead. So on the weekends... These posts are scheduled so I can spend time with my dog, cat, and love of my life. What if you did a play on that of, wouldn't it be nice if you could have a best friend like a dog, but for your like cybersecurity? <laughs> your your cybersecurity best friend and have like a dog emoji? Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> There's some stuff that would, it would tie into your personality. And Morgan was saying like, leave those breadcrumbs. Mm. And then as you read deeper, more of it makes sense. And you're, it, you really appreciate the tagline because it adds more depth to it. Can't agree more. I, I like that, you know, what you've done well here is like, there's some good stuff about the company and what you're doing. I just want to know more about, and and I want to, this is good marketing speak, but I want to have this broken out a little bit more about the company. So I actually understand what y'all do. Agreed. Okay. Thank you, Sam. On to the next. Natalie. Natalie Noble. So big, uh, as you guys can see, like big opportunity to go and have something in the banner. I like the profile picture. I would change the color in the background so it pops. I want to go and play devil's advocate on this tagline because if you weren't honored to help people and you weren't didn't want to go and share incredible stories, what would you be? And that's kind of when I like to play this because it's so much in marketing speak. It's like we are number one in our category and we're a marketing leader and like all of those things. And so if you were the opposite, how would it change things? Well, if it doesn't make sense and you're not unique, you're just saying what everybody else is saying. And I know you're an unbelievable writer and an unbelievable storyteller. And so far, I don't see it in your profile. So that's a that's a huge opportunity for you to get the recognition you deserve. I can't agree more. And this is the other thing. I'm also a devoted Stampeders fan and have high hopes for the 22 season. This is such a good little dose of personality in here. You know, you don't have to necessarily have that level of personality at every step of your profile, but it's so clear reading through this, like the previous section is very resume focused. And then this is suddenly where I actually get to know you. I too am passionate about food, cooking and eating it. Like that's, 
hilarious. And that's I'm like, oh, I get that. I get that, Natalie. I want to see more of that on the marketing side and what it means to like be a content marketer and what you do. That could even be like a fun player coach play. Like in what way? For content writing, do you do you go and teach people that do you want to teach people to write? Do you just want to share stories? Do you want to get people recognized for their greatness? Like mm. one of my greatest loves is putting a spotlight on people that have never had it before. What a great. Mm-hmm. Just some fun ways to go and play with that. Mm-hmm. Great engagement. Good job. And then lastly, yeah. So this is actually a pretty fine description. You could think about adding more about what Pay Shepherd does. This is obviously good marketing bullet points, but think about adding some of this as a little more conversational. So I'd say like the big opportunity is what to throw in your cover photo and uh, drive some interest. Like it. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, Natalie. Tom Greenwood. Global reach, global hires. So what? If I was reading this, Mm. global reach, global hires, but so what? Because you're not the only company that does that. Placing sales solutions, delivery, marketing, and customer success. You do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. But why? Like, what is the... I'm kind of missing the why on this piece. I like the color. Uh, Get in touch doesn't need to be there. Logo, I think, is in a good spot and is a good good size. Mm -hmm. Leader of people. Yeah. So this does depend on your strategy. But in all of our experiments, we've found that adding ROI figures to your headline will just shoot you in the foot if you ever try and run outbound on LinkedIn. And what I mean by outbound is sending DMs, sending connect requests, warming up inside the comments, doing anything other than content. Adding ROI in your headline is a quick way to hit a mental spam filter that says, oh, this person's going to pitch me. So I would strike anything to do with these specifics and let the specifics live further down in your profile. I want to keep scrolling because I feel like this is another one of those profiles that it's it's hidden as like, it's very like company first. And then there's going to be this like gold somewhere. Okay. I got to say, I love the conversational. Hi, I'm Tom. This is the first trial we've seen that today. And it does break a little bit. I'm like, break through a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay. This is interesting. What's up, Tom? So this third piece here, working especially well in a startup tech environment, I've always been driven by the possibilities that are available when working with talented people. That's a beautiful writing cue to go and start with. It honestly says absolutely nothing, but it could Mm. say absolutely everything with a few more lines because people that work in tech startup environments know the chaos. They know what it's like to go and not know if the investment's going to be there, changing budgets, not knowing who the hell's making decisions or in charge of what. Like (laughs) You could really play on that and add in how talented people, people that are masters of the craft or have the experience to go and, you know, add clarity or, you know, put out the fires as they're running. There's fun ways you could tell that story that I think would really highlight why you and then take that in a like a tidbit and throw it up in your tagline and you're set. That would be a, a profile worth reading. So this is what's interesting is this right here is so much better placement. I would even actually put this up top for ROI than your headline. Because if the first thing somebody scrolls down with a nice modified about section, they look at the company and what do they learn? Oh my gosh, we've been placing global talent that makes a lot of new business for our our clients. That's a huge value proposition. And that helps answer the so what it's it's a starting point for it. Some of this other stuff is clearly good marketing language. But you know, this is immediately stood out to me as like, Oh, okay, this is why I should pay attention. Anything else, Nick? 
there's so many opportunities in this profile to go and just like focus on one of these pieces and just expand it a little bit. Yes. So that people are left wanting more. So they're going to reach out or go to your website. Like you could, instead of having all of like, this is growth.io, throw that in as a something you can go and track, throw it underneath so that they click on it. Yeah. Like that case study we saw previously, add this in as like a, a link embedded in a UTM code. And then there are like all these numbers. You could also go and throw in like your contact page. Like there's a couple different options that would just be better for tracking. Yep, absolutely. The other thing, which is funny, and this last note, I see this, the seed to exit talent solution. And that's the only time it's actually ever been clarified who you help. And I want more of that because that's only in your company name. Yeah, I don't have any sense if like, for example, I would be the right fit client for you. Who do you help? And and who do you want to focus on out on LinkedIn? Is it series A or through C startups? Or is it larger companies? Some of that's obviously strategy of the company about who you sell to. But I don't get a really strong sense of what you mean when you say startup and whether somebody would qualify for that, for example. All right. Thank you, Tom. Matt Mangold. Got a video. Good job. So this headline needs only a small adjustment in my view is I would remove the word amplify because unless a prospect is coming to you like a high school athletic director that says, gosh, you know, I really wish I could just amplify my daily tasks. It doesn't mean anything. So, you know, I, <laughs> you know my like, brain went. <laughs> go for it, Nick. A fun play on like working with teenagers. Oh, no. <laughs> like, well, it's just like, instead of saying simplify, give me visual words. Mm. Navigating the chaos of working with teenagers or helping like helping high school athletic directors navigate the chaos of working with teenagers. If you know, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I love something like that. That's such a good. Because <laughs> it's, it's tapping into that internal narrative. Anybody that works with teenagers is like. What is wrong with them? Why do they why do they think this way? Why do they do this? And it's not a bad thing. It's just like it's tapping into the silliness or like some of the internal conversations they're having about their world. Yep. But I actually really like the profile pick. It's nice and close, good color background. You could go for a brighter red, but it looks like it's a brand red, which is fine. And obviously, this is a marketing banner. I would add something about maybe what mascot media does, but it's by no means is it criminal to have it be left as is. Yeah, I think I would. what I would do is I would go and make it small, put it in the top right and just put some type of something underneath it, a subheader that just says something crispy. Yeah, totally. Featured. Let's see here. So there's a couple links. It looks like things maybe you've been on, which is cool or that you recommend. But I obviously would love more about uh, either you or the mascot media. All right. <laughs> Did you see Evan's thing? I, I just I just got it. I'll just throw it in here because it's too good. Helping educators make being a teenager suck a little less. <laughs> it's very customer focused too, which is really, that's a really interesting angle that you could go and carry into the about section. Natalie, I commented, isn't Matt in the sports industry Amplify fits? So the point is not whether Amplify fits from a marketing perspective. It's whether prospects come to Matt and say, God, I really just want my daily tasks to be amplified. The point is to focus the language on the problem in the way that the customer is articulating their problem. So people come to us seeking help with pipeline and social selling, right? That's what Nick and I do. So 
we're not going to talk about social selling in a different way. They come to us saying, oh God, we don't have momentum or, well, we don't have pipeline. We really want to augment our, our pipeline. Right, or our pipeline's empty. So I could say accelerating pipeline growth, but nobody comes to us and says, oh God, I really just want my pipeline to be accelerated. They say my pipeline is empty. So we would have something in a headline about helping your pipeline be less empty because that's the problem that they come to us with. That's just sort of like a very niche example. Yeah, well said. Ideas from dad is absolutely killer. This is some of the best personality focused content I've seen. Okay, there, there's the hidden gem. And even Evan actually had it in here too. Evan's on fire. Yeah. A dad helping educators make being a teenager suck a little less. And then having ideas from dad as your content, like your tone of voice and like the direction. Oh, yeah. That's really good. I also love this working only smarter, only harder, equally poor decisions. That's very funny and very true. I almost wish, I wish this could get repurposed in a way where this stuff gets thrown above somehow. I don't know. I want more of this in your personality before we get to like your experience, basically. I would like to see like the kill the first point. They saw your uh, they saw your experience section in your title. So you don't need to have that at all. Learn the value of discovery early. We'll never quit. There's a beautiful story that could tie in this whole thing into your ideas from dad, which then leads to why do you do what you do? Yeah, because what you got to think of is like, how would you tell that story to a friend having coffee that doesn't actually know what you do? I would just rearrange it and just add a little bit more depth. But somebody else had asked earlier, you know, is sometimes like, you know, simple uh, is less more. You could Mm. do less more and just do bullet points. It just depends on your style of communication. Mm -hmm. I do think that titles work better. And like Evan said, stop putting, if I can't click on it, it shouldn't be there. Just something to consider. Yep. Thank you. Uh, very much. All right. On to Patrick. Sales loft leader, a leader in the Forrester wave. If you weren't a leader, would you not exist? <laughs> like, again, it's good marketing stuff, Patrick. But uh, in all honesty, I don't maybe I haven't uh, take this, for example, maybe I've never heard of sales loft before. So what? Yeah. Like, what what does that mean? You know, Morgan, why do I need a sequencer? <laughs> what's the no, point? What's... Of, I already can send emails and I can already make phone calls. What is why would I waste my time with another tech spend? Right. What's a sales engagement platform anyways? Yeah. So there's like the why change, why now? And you kind of started at the end. So you're going to go and get people that know you and are already looking, but you're going to miss the other 97% that aren't looking right now. Mm-hmm. I like the tagline because you went human first. <laughs> Data-driven human dog dad is great. <laughs> it's fun, right? It's it, it, very fun. And if that ties into the about section, whew. All right. Yeah, let's do this really quick. So I, lo- I love the way that you've begun to articulate your story here. I just want more. Yeah. I like the fact that you've kept the sales off stuff here, but I want more either stories about your when like key lessons from developing your ability to relate with people or um, lessons from your diverse background or from your diverse heritage. Like I want to know more about you. It's like a little light on the sauce here. I want more of the sauce. <laughs> this is almost like one of those, like, you kind of like poked, you're like, Hi, I'm this. And you're like, that's really interesting. Can you tell me more about that? Mm-hmm. There's a story, stories hidden in there that I would love to hear that would tie in your whole profile that I think, and I love working in sales because it lets me do that every day. So that's your transition phrase that goes into, and that's why I pick sales off because it allows me to do that every day 
And it's working on a piece that people really struggle with and how to go and automate something that most people think shouldn't be automated. Like, and now you're transitioning in, right? And so then it's that, this is who I am. This is why, you know, why I've gotten here. This is why I chose to do what I do. And this is why I picked the company I chose to pick. Yes. Boom. So yeah, more sauce, Patrick. (laughs) Okay. Just, just a little more. I think we're gonna have to keep going or else we're gonna... Yeah, uh, run out. Of, we might run out of time anyways. All right, Jody Johnson. Okay, so it's very clear there's a brand concept here. SDR Special Forces, Prospect Hunter. There's like a idea of the what you want to communicate. But still, I'm sort of left thinking sort of so what or like what do you actually do? Like if you wanted to play on the SDR Special Forces... That could be something fun. You know, everybody else is playing in the RV, army, but I made it to the Marines and yeah. here's the special forces. Like you could do something fun, like tongue in cheek, where it's like, we are the advanced unit that, you know, nobody can go and touch us. You could do something like that. But it, once again, why change? Why now? Why you? It's some, I would just add a little bit more in that banner. I will say, love the headshot. I would just add a little bit of color in the background. So it has a splash when you're commenting. And this isn't a hot take, but honestly, Jody, I would strike the this, the sales development guru from your name. I understand what you're trying to go for. Make it your, you know, make that message part of your tagline. Also, I would say guru is pretty a uh, watered down term anymore. Uh, so I would look for more specificity about what you focus on instead of just saying, oh, I generally work in sales development. Yeah. Those are a couple of things here. And with any expert, when they go and tell you they're an expert or they tell you how long they've been doing it before they show you that they know what they know, it kind of kills the credibility. So let, let people figure that out for themselves. All right. So this is actually the first we've had today with some like keyword focus here. I would strike it 100%. It's not as useful anymore as, um, as, it, as it was. And you, and you can add that information elsewhere if you really need to keep it in. But the main thing is you can see compared to the previous profiles today is I clicked more and I immediately went, huh, and now I don't want to read any of it because I'm like, this is just a wall of text. You know what the, the funny part is he started with something so good. My mother taught me a strong work ethic by my mom got me cleaning offices when I was 10 years old. And man, did that set the path for what I'm on. Yes. And tell that story and just get rid of all this crap. Yes. Yes. You know, sales leaders will want that, but they first want to hear the story or you know, if you want to go like bullet point, this is what I did. And that that did used to work two to three years ago, like before COVID really came in and there was more options and more competition. Yep. Then it can work. But what we're saying to do, it just, it sells itself. And for example, this keyword stuffing, we have territory management, we have demand generation. These already appear elsewhere, territory management and demand generation. So you don't need to restate them. I, I would prefer for you to tell a story about those things instead of just kind of dropping them at the end. Yeah. Yeah. There's also skills in the bottom, which actually get better ranked by LinkedIn anyway. So get right. Put those in the skills section and you'll actually get more bang for your buck. Yeah, here. Cool. Yeah. So the main thing that I'm still missing is what you actually do. I understand you generate leads, but I don't actually know what you do. Yeah. Why would I hire you versus doing it myself? Right. And when I come to this, there's some good like, okay, here's what I've been capable of doing, but I don't actually know what you do. So I want more specificity on like compare to like, who do you compare yourself against? Who do your prospects actually compare yourself against? And then why you instead of them and help articulate that for me specifically, both in your about section and, and, and in the, the company section. Anyways, 
I think we got time for maybe one more, maybe two. Maybe so we... two. We'll see. All right. Forgive us if we mispronounce name, but Zeke, I believe. Optimize your resident journey. I don't know if that's something that people say in a casual conversation, but just consider that. Having your products in there is then you're looking at the 3% that are looking for a solution. So you're going to go in the other 97% aren't going to be interested. This is the most interesting piece. There you go. I want more info about ancillary revenue. I'd strike your title. I'd strike the category. I'd strike the X. You could keep hiring BDRs if you want to because you have a hiring active profile. But this is what's so interesting. Okay, like how? (laughs) What do prospects come to you saying? I'm actually pretty sure a CFO might say, how do we increase ancillary revenue? But now the question is, how do you do that? And instead of saying, oh, well, we do that with optimized operations or our tech stack, I would focus on like what the, like we make residents journeys easier for, you know, better ancillary revenue. I'm just sort of like. Want to scroll down? Riffing here. Yeah. I'll take a peek while you're. Hey, I'm Repost, repost. I'll just go in, just to go and show people like of something you want to be careful of is if you repost, but you don't add your own piece to it. Oh, yes, here. Something to consider is how people want your point of view. That's why they follow you. So just make sure you're not doing blank reposts. Gain a technological edge over the competition. Okay, that's interesting. Residents build credit when they pay rent on time. Okay. Oh, here's a story. There you go. Put that at the top. When I was living in Boston, I spent over $35,000 and I built zero credit while paying the same amount as a mortgage payment every month. Like, that's a great start to a story. I wouldn't immediately jump into the product. I would I would uh, spell out more of the problems and then why you joined the company to say, I really wish I had Rent Plus or whatever it is when I, when I lived yeah. there. That transition, mm-hmm. split it up, it add just a little bit more. Yeah, it could be a nice little three paragraph with the breaks, but... And oh. also some of these backgrounds. I, w- I want more of this. You, re- you ran a successful event marketing business. You, uh, you helped writers get their scripts produced. Your nonprofit art studio, your first gen in college, like all of these things I want more and they're kind of buried in there. I want them to be at the top. Sorry, Evan, Bastin. <laughs> yeah, 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 Bastin. We might want to keep going just and say we can get one more in, but yep. kind of using the same thing we said earlier, right? You can go and add into your experience section that really highlights the key pieces. Okay, right, Jacqueline. I love Aspireship's branding. It's just mm-hmm. fun. I think so, the only problem is it doesn't say what Aspireship is in that, and that might be worth something tagging in. Really want specificity on to the next level because what you could do, and I know this is a good status thing, and but I would be tempted to sort of strike it from your uh, headline is you guide people, brands, and businesses to what? What does the next level mean? Why can't they get there without you? What's the problem that they're having? And what do you do for them? So like maybe obviously we're sort of focusing on aspireship here is like extending the brand in your profile. I'm just searching for more specificity. Let's, let's, maybe if we scroll down, there'll be something buried in there. Love the content. Okay. Okay. So right now I would describe this as something closer. Sounds like a digital resume. Like a resume profile pivoted. You know what would be one thing that'd be interesting if this was just for fun. Mm. How would you change this profile to start? Hmm. And then how would it, the just for fun, turn into what you do for a living? That would be an interesting transition. You have such a good story. It's just kind of buried and chunky in here because 
You used to support account managers. Then you pivoted into adult education. They came with all these questions, put your heart into it and got some designations that are important in the industry and also the greatest reward in developing leaders and where I'm going. I've been able to work with 700 plus adult professionals. This is what I'm passionate about, right? But it kind of gets muddied in the waters here because I have to do a lot of work to sort of figure out. I would prefer something, I think, a little simpler and start with a story or something and then have some of more of your experience and what you do at Aspireship. Yeah. Or what you do as well, sorry, as a digital marketing consultant. I think that's all we got time for. I know. Gosh, somehow this this hour always flies by. Um, thank you, Jacqueline. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, everyone that volunteered. And uh, this has been a, a, a profile review extravaganza. If you have any other questions, you, I mean, we're both on LinkedIn. <laughs> and if you guys want sometimes it's easier to go and find our past videos on youtube just go and search b2b power hour dot or b2b power hour you can go to b2b power hour.com if you want to go and look at and find the podcast episodes as well but keeping this alive if you want to go and throw in the comments if you have recommendations or if you have guidance for others that we just reviewed throw it in there tag them and let's support each other and morgan yeah it's 2022 almost 2023 (laughs) It's no longer, yeah, I don't know how that happened, but it's no longer okay to suffer in silence. If you guys need help, sales, marketing, CS, whatever, just reach out. You don't have to buy anything. Just shoot a DM, throw us a comment, and we'll do our best to go and point you in the right direction. And, you know, you guys showing up consistently means a lot to us. So thank you very much. Did you love today's episode? Subscribe now to have our three weekly episodes waiting for you. And if you really like our content, please leave a five-star review. But if you're not ready to give us a review, check out another episode and follow us on LinkedIn. We'd love to win you over. See you next time. See you next time.